so we're live we're live hey everyone and welcome to the nerdy up north podcast it's a nerdy podcast and it's hosted by northern nerds i am one of your hosts sam and i'm the other host paul and it's a bit chilly let's be honest it's a bit cold tonight um we are joined tonight by two wonderful guests one i'll introduce as <laughs> as many know her love her and like say it's stalker on um T- not what's it uh twitch and watch the <laughs> horror games and stuff like that we've got the lovely the new newly married sonia so congratulations yeah. yes thank you thank yes. you oh, and we mid- also have with us mm-hmm. is kelly with who is TikTok extraordinaire <laughs> with a, such a strength of knowledge that I am so happy for her. This is going to be a completely different side of me tonight than Kelly is here. <laughs> I need to control myself. But yes, we have the amazing Kelly joining us. Oh, Sam's went full um, fangirl. I'm uh, so sorry. I'm so <laughs> I'll go back to being me. <laughs> so yes, Kelly, Thanks with you being... Having me. It's a pleasure. So thank you for doing us the favour of coming on. Yes. So as with a new guest... And I, I did pre-warn you. Sometimes I don't. It depends how spicy I'm feeling that evening. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a bit of your nerdy credentials there, Kelly. Okay, so I guess my nerdy credentials are kind of um, TikTok-based. That's mm. kind of my little era. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I started doing a TikTok account about a year ago, talking all things Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, the books, the TV shows, you name it we get into it um and it's kind of grown into a thing and it's really cool and it's fun to talk (laughs) about because um for some reason even though i know sonia for forever i don't know how many conversations we've had in real life about this Like Bleh. over the years, I think we've had maybe one or two conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. So this is this so is all nice opening up that friendship you. now, are we? Between yeah. years, it's going to destroy it. Just possibly. <laughs> it's like you did what? So other than Game well, of Thrones, I was at is... the wedding. <laughs> oh, we didn't get an invite. Oh, <laughs> oh God! What was started? <laughs> and as that moment, Sonia was cut off the broadcast. But yes. Um, so other than Game of Thrones as well, what other nerdy stuff are you into? What other nerdy stuff do you love? I'm not really a nerd. Right. Don't cut me off. <laughs> Don't just cancel me. Mm. I'm not really a nerd per se because I think I'm more of a casual viewer of other things. I'm a mm. late. Um, fan of lord of the rings like sonia has been on at me for years and mm-hmm. i finally watched the films like two years ago so i'm i'm late to the game mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm a baby nerd put no, it that way you're an eclectic nerd that's all it is it's just collective yes. nerdism everyone has a bit of nerd in them yeah oh, i think everyone oh, has oh, a degree it's coming out <laughs> in me more and more now but um yeah apart from a song of ice and fire game of thrones i'm not an official nerd mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm working on it See, since we've been doing the Nerdy Up North group and the podcast and everything, you find out that everyone has a thing that they can be classed as nerdy. If it could be food, music, mm-hmm. um, TV shows, movies, like the word Whatever nerd. Into. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's grown so much lately um, or in the last few years where nerd's not a dirty word anymore. So people can actually mm-hmm. be proud to be a nerd uh, as I keep trying to. Like sell that shit to a lot of people now. Yeah, embrace uh, it. <laughs> embrace it. Yes. So, um, Sammy, do you want to do your disclaimer? 
Oh, yes. And then we can get into it because I'm yeah. so excited for this one. <laughs> I've even got my anxiety thingy out tonight <laughs> so I can calm myself down. <laughs> well, everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us on the Facebook group, the Discord page or the YouTube comments and we can have an open discussion. But what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Very well said. So for anyone who isn't already following Kelly, because by the sounds of it, the whole world and everyone is. <laughs> and uh, Sam uh, is. Because <laughs> she is TikTok famous, shall we say. Um... Oh, <laughs> How can people find you on Tickety Talk? Because I am old and don't know how to play that game. Uh, if you just download TikTok, I am Game of Thrones Historian on mm. TikTok. Um, and, you know, I've, I've flooded the the FYP with many a video, so I'm sure you'll stumble. What a fucking me. title, though. Game of Thrones <laughs> historian. That takes some balls to go there. Like it's. It does actually. I was like, am I totally like? Is this a wrong? Am I am I wrong for this? I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit. Fuck it. Okay, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, no, absolutely amazing though. So, um, normally we'll have a bit of a chat and stuff, but I think tonight with the 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 topic being eight seasons, um. And, and and some how many and, books? And, well, how many <laughs> books to come and stuff. I think, like I say, we should get into the topic quite early and stuff as well. So, yeah. the, so the interesting one I'll probably ask each one of you is, how did you get into Game of Thrones? Was it the books first, or did you get introduced into the TV show? So we'll go with Sonya first, because she's looking very, uh, uh, very like <laughs> studious <laughs> there. Yes. Yeah. So I actually read the first book before I watched the show, but the first season was out when I read the first book. Right. So mm. I, I read the book first. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as I finished the book, I then watched the season and mm -hmm. found myself being like, wait, that didn't happen. Wait, this person's not supposed <laughs> to be there. Um, and then I was living with a friend who had the rest of the book. So she was like, oh, you should read two. And I tried, but I just mm -hmm. couldn't get into it. And then I ended up just sticking with the show. So I've only ever read the first book, but mm -hmm. I started with the first book. Mm -hmm. That's, That's my cool. story. Cool. <laughs> what about you, Sammy? Me? Well, everyone's heard mine, given that if you go back to the very beginning, when we did top five, top five favourite TV shows... Nobody listens to them in... episodes, the bad episodes, well, don't up, worry. This came up in my list, <laughs> and I got... For something that was one of my favourites, I got very angry about it. But I started watching in... When was it? 2012. We just moved into our first flat, and we didn't have anything set up TV-wise. And one of my mates at work said, you need to watch this. Sean Bean's in it. It's fucking class. That's all I got. <laughs> and I was it's... like, right, you sold us, Sean Bean. Let's do this. Right. Um, and I watched the first season, loved it, absolutely loved it. And started the second season was just about to start. And me me father-in-law, bless him, got us them all um on a on a CD mm -hmm. <laughs> so I could sit and watch them. Um so, well, yeah, <laughs> very very dodgy up what, was it was it bought um, same car boot sale by any chance uh, like <laughs> he even did a little cover for us and everything oh, um, but, <laughs> but any but yeah so we we started watching it and i just totally fell off like completely fell off like i was not interested but my husband kept on watching it 
And he did the whole, he got right up to like the red wedding and I'm sitting in the other room, just not giving a shit. And he like came in having palpitations over <laughs> this incident that just happened. And then I was like, you know what? I need to do this. So I started from the beginning. I think season four just ended and I started from the beginning, watched all the way through to season four. And I have been hooked ever since. I even have my very, and I keep forgetting to have this. I have my very own Game of Thrones fan page. That has over about nine thousand people in there, um, no and I just, yeah, <laughs> I keep forgetting I I've got. I've just forgotten about you all. She's left you. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but yeah, I do. I have a. We started it on the back of season four because we were in another Game of Thrones fan group. There was a few of us, um, an American called Carolyn, a guy from India called Sandeep, and a, another lady called Carrie from America, and we used to congregate on a Sunday night in this Game of Thrones chat on Facebook and we'd get kicked out because the topic would end up on Stannis and my thoughts and feelings on that. And um, we decided <laughs> to start our own and I've got about, yeah, about 9,000 people in there. It's so stale at the moment because obviously nothing's really happening. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, still get a lot of traffic coming through. <clears throat> still get people joining us. The amount of Daenerys's and Jon Snow's I've gotten there is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's my that's my Game of Thrones uh, start in history. <laughs> so what about you, Kelly? How did you get uh, the the path to the historian, shall we say? The path. Um, <laughs> it was the show came first. Um, yep. I think it was. I think season two was airing, but mm. my housemate at the time was watching the episode from season one where Ned Stark loses his head mm -hmm. and I was sort of walking spoilers I sort of backtracked and I was like what are you watching mm. and that kind of got me in um and so I was watching the show and then I think it was about I think it was just before season three started airing that I read the books and mm. then I read the books got up to, to date with all of them and then obviously watched the show develop, shall we say? Mm -hmm. Or That's go off the rails is another way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I it was firstly the TV show and then I read the books and then finished watching the series. Mm. Right. Cool. Um I've I've got into, well, I've, I'll be honest, I've never read the books. Um, I have watched this show many a times, um, but I think it was the advertisement because Sky was bringing out a new TV channel uh, and Game of Atlantic. Thrones. Uh, yeah, Atlantic. It was. Um, they were pushing it. Yeah. So Game of Thrones was the one that was basically the launch title for Atlantic. I think Broadwalk Empire and the yes. rerun of The Sopranos. They were the uh -huh. three ones that they were hitting Sky Atlantic big with to yeah. try and get there. It was like the... Sky HBO. <laughs> basically, yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Um and like all you saw was the picture of Sean Bean on the on the throne, and then there was hints in the background that there was going to be fucking dragons. I was like, all right, then this is going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. So started watching it, and like sat down with my wife. My wife loves like say weird shit as well. So um we start watching. She she didn't get into it at first, but I like I was obsessed. I was like, this is the first season is brilliant. There's dragons. There's men stabbing each other there's boobs there's like there's, there's, boobs. there's, there's boobs. boobs um what what more could <laughs> you want uh, um everything's just basically ticking the boxes it was interesting as well that was the thing the story was interesting um so then after watch the first season i was like oh great this is going to be a new show my wife's like oh i'm not bothered watching it so i was going having to watch it 
the first time, then I think, as Sam said, when it got to the Red Wedding, she mm. caught a glimpse of it or heard something online. So she was like, oh, I want to watch it again. So we had <laughs> yeah, to go back I, I all the way from the start. People stuff. were like, I need to watch <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> Went back to the start. So that was like, so I was almost watching it in double time. So I was like, oh, shit, I can't. I wasn't allowed to follow on i had to actually because my wife's very we watch things together if you watch it before us you will die so yeah. um so i had to actually go backwards and manage to pilot through the few seasons to get to where it was on the tv so i could keep up with everyone because this was basically the show that everyone loved to spoil so yes. the amount of spoilers that used to come out because it, it was sunday night then monday at the whole you couldn't go on facebook or the internet yep on Monday until you've watched it because I used to stay up late on I Sunday did. night just I because I, I knew I wouldn't be able to avoid whatever spoilers were yeah. going to be happening yeah. it, was like, it was that and The Walking Dead the, literally because they aired at the same time mm-hmm. that we, if you went on anything online literally spoilers Walking Dead Game of Thrones ruined for you but to be fair I actually though, stopped wa- watching Walking Dead because it got spoiled too many times for us yeah. online well I was still watching The Walking Dead because it was shit but um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you'll get that too yeah that too uh, <laughs> but yeah this like I know I, I think in the description what I put in this is probably the most controversial TV show that we've had in a long time, not just because of the subject matter, because of how it divided a fandom, like mm-hmm. say, towards the end as well. I know we'll get into that in the, like a conversation, like say, like probably in a few hours' time. So, like, say, <laughs> so, so, so anyone in the chat, don't worry, it. it's it's coming. Um, but I want to talk about the positives of the show as well, like because I know I've like say in the Facebook group, we've been putting little posts out every like so often saying who was your favorite character, who who did you hate the most, and what was your like your favorite season. Um, we always you're getting the snarky response, all of them except from the last one. But yeah, um, but what was your like say the shining point of the show? What would you say was the was the best part of the show for you? If you would say, I know it's going to be a hard one, so mm. I'll I'll go to Kelly first because she looked like <laughs> she she knew what the answer was going to be. Um, it's kind of twofold. Mm. I can give you my favorite moment, and right. I can give you what I think is the best season overall. Um, cool. I don't actually really discuss season eight a lot because <laughs> it doesn't count um but you know <laughs> it didn't happen um i think the best season just in general was season three right. because there's so much happening mm-hmm. and my favorite moment from seasons one to eight is the final moment at the end of season one where daenerys brings the dragons back into the world mm-hmm. and i think season three my reasons for season three being the best is because from start to finish it was full of action full of mm-hmm. drama you had the red wedding mm-hmm. you had daenerys um turning on krasnus the slaver mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. doing that incredible dracarys moment um, and that whole dragon is not a slave thing it was just so cool and i feel mm-hmm. like that season the show was on a upward trajectory it hadn't peaked in a sense i think season four was when everybody was watching after the red wedding had happened Mm -hmm. and then after that it got a little wobbly five six seven eight got a little fuzzy Mm -hmm. little fuzzy that's a a brilliant way of putting (laughs) it i'm being very politically correct really nice about it (laughs) if i say it was a, a 
a war crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people come for me, and they're you like, would think yeah. the way people go like, on. Yeah, I said what I said. It's, it's interesting though, because like with this show as well, there were so many different little like side stories, little weaves, little things moving through the seasons. Uh-huh. It's mm-hmm. one of the most, and again, I, I'm not just. It's, I know the eighth season get, get the shit, but. It's one of the most successful TV shows to keep everything on track and keep the continuity going as well. I know they've got the books to go to, mm-hmm. to, as reference for an stuff. ensemble piece because it's exactly. a huge yeah. cast. Yes, mm, and massive. and and like I say, people could like fall out, and as as we know, like on set, so you couldn't have certain people talking on set, so it was uh-huh. busy having to go through yeah, that. Yeah, Yep. So it was quite interesting there. So, but what about oh. you, Sonia? What would you say is your like say well, let's go with favorite moment and favorite season. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really yeah, I feel like I genuinely love season two. I don't mm. know why. I just feel like season two is like probably my most rewatched season. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like moments, I actually can't pinpoint like what well, the, the the moments Kelly mentioned there. Like definitely the Dracaris, the mm. bringing the slaves, the you know when he can't control the dragon yeah. it's it's incredible um, and there's so many moments like that where it's just like actual goosebumps all over your body weight. and it's usually involving the dragons and mm-hmm. anything danny does with the dragons is always just like holy shit you're just so pumped but um <laughs> some of my actual favorite moments in terms of just being like and i think this is what's different for me because i'm always like wow this is incredible writing mm-hmm. i mm. absolutely love the interactions between tywin and aria when he doesn't know that aria yeah. is aria yes. Mm-hmm. That the, those are some of my favorite moments. Just when he's he's sitting with her, he's letting her eat. He's he's conversing with her. She's learning from him, but he's impressed They're by like her. They're like snipping each other out almost. Yeah, they it's are, incredible. Yeah. I absolutely love those. But every time they came on screen together, I wanted more. Like I yeah. wanted more of it. And that's just a show creation. It didn't happen in the books. She they no. never met. Did it not? So, yeah. So it's like a little little tidbit. I think that was something they did really well. I yeah. think really enjoyed think... that they put that moment in. It was the one time that almost Tywin let his guard down, and probably yeah. the only time yeah. that Tywin let his guard down slightly because more than he did just... with his own children. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh-huh. Because he never saw him speak to Jamie like that, Tyrion or um, Cersei. So mm-hmm. it was for me. I absolutely adore them scenes with them too. And mm-hmm. um, just to put it out there, I actually have read the first and second book. Oh right. my god! Yeah, for a dyslexic person. And the small writing, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it takes a lot. Like I will be there probably till the end of time, and hopefully the last book might be out by then. So you never know. <laughs> might be. So Sammy, same question yeah. to you then. Mine's the same, same as Sonia's. I absolutely love season two, mm. um, because Tyrion is one of my favorite characters. N- not so much book Tyrion, but show Tyrion. Um, I absolutely Tyrion and Jamie are my by far like they're, they're my two boys, um, and I just love Tyrion being able to like ha- have a little bit of power, mm-hmm. have a little bit of like sass when it comes to Joffrey. The amount of slaps that he gave that kid was brilliant. <laughs> um, he had it coming. He definitely had a comment. My favorite moment might be slightly controversial because I've I've put it out into the internet once. I was going to say, don't say actually... the incest scene, please. That, that's <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but some people did actually disagree with us. Um, Littlefinger's death, right? Okay. Is one of my favorite deaths, one of my favorite moments because it was two sisters finally figuring out. 
mm-hmm. that he was such a devious shit and not letting him get away with it. And I mm-hmm. fucking loved it. The finally two sisters out of four managed mm-hmm. to like to, to piece it together. And mm-hmm. it had to be Sansa Dumbface. So <laughs> like, yeah, Sansa has I have nicknames for everyone and Sansa is Sansa <laughs> Dumbface. <laughs> Because right. for the first few seasons, that face did not change from a dumb expression. <laughs> um, mine, like probably, probably the season I love over more is probably the first season. There's not a bad episode. It takes the story and it sets the tone of what what's to come, and it's a little bit lighthearted as well, which I think the show needs at times. Um, but again, I just adore the first season because I'd love Sean being in it and that whole, yeah. with him being billed as like the top star all the way through. Mm. And then... We should have we known what was going to happen. Oh, yeah, no, come on. <laughs> Sean, it's true, but it's one of those things yeah, you, you expect it, but when it happens, it's like, shit, the way he did go there. And I think the show did have balls when it came to stuff like that. I know, like say, the surprise factor and the red wedding is going to be like a big discussion, but um, the moments is probably not the big moments for me. It's the little bits of humor, the little bits of comedy that's in there that brings a little bit of light to the show that mm. basically is very dark in tone. Like the interactions between Termod's uh, character and uh, Bree. Uh, he's like, oh, bring me the big woman and stuff like that. And like, he's the way I'm looking at him, get all get like with like the, this most creepiest and sinister, but almost <laughs> a little bit innocent as well, though. Um, and like, like he's so, doing nothing wrong. Like, no, this is totally cute. normal in his life. Like, <laughs> this is how he would woo a woman. <laughs> But then, like uh, Peter Dinklage characters and uh, Robson Green, Robson was it was Robson Green or oh, Jerome 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 Flynn. I always get mixed up. Jerome Flynn, like their their interactions and stuff, and then like Jamie's interactions, like all them different. Like rather than have like the big set pieces, it's more like the little bits of tidbits or like the conversations they have that brings like because something horrific can happen, like someone get their head chopped off, or um, like when the uh, the, the hound and like, say talks and like, or just just in general like anything he says comes out of his mouth is just like pure comedy gold at times yeah. just because of how um like stoic and straightforward and direct he's 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 he says he's like these lines like uh fucking cunt and stuff like that and it just comes <laughs> out of, yeah yeah i do love the way he says it i am um, i actually met him mm-hmm. at the stadium of light of all places <laughs> um <laughs> I was literally he was he was doing a sign in there and he came with his he wasn't playing, was he? <laughs> <laughs> he came with his carrier bag with his dinner in, which oh. I was like, was oh, so precious. And then um, he stood right next to us and instead of saying anything to him, I just mm-hmm. went to Car- I went to my friend Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Me mate. Jerome <laughs> He just looked at us, smiled, and walked away. It's like, let's go away from the crazy goth lady. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> don't talk to the crazy. <laughs> I do love Jerome Flynn. Um, I love the fact that him and Lena Heaney never ever have a scene yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I love never, the fact they were never together. Yeah. Never yeah. together. Drama. Yeah. <laughs> it was in her contract. Yeah, yeah. They weren't to be in the same place together. <laughs> Get in, love it. <laughs> so, as you as you've said, Kelly, you've read the books and you've watched the show and stuff. I know, mm-hmm. as you said, this as Sonia pointed out, there's big differences at certain points or yeah. at certain things. Mm-hmm. Where do you think 
I don't want to say ask the question which do you think is better because I, I I say that's just a matter of opinion and stuff. Like that. But yeah. where where do you think like the, the differentiates or like what could have improved um, on certain aspects? Uh, it's a funny one because you could go back to season two mm-hmm. and there's certain things in that season where I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. like the the moment where Daenerys goes into the house of the undying. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of my that's probably my favorite moment in that entire because it goes into all this detail about these visions and she she does see stuff on the show mm-hmm. but it's amped up to such another level in the books and that was like it was a missed opportunity they could have mm-hmm. really gone for it mm-hmm. um so i was like mm. but then you know the show it was going along nicely i feel like the shift for a lot of fans who've read the books and watched the show mm-hmm. it's kind of around the end of season five mm-hmm. um because as the books end um john snow has not yet been brought back so mm-hmm. his creation of whatever he's going to be because mm. it's kind of assumed he's coming back but we don't yeah. know what form um that that last three seasons mm-hmm. that was a bit of a, a weird one because from what we understand of, of the story when you bring someone back they are different. There's, yeah. mm-hmm. they're, they're missing a part of themselves almost. Mm-hmm. They're not who they were. There's a darkness there. Mm-hmm. And so I think when John was brought back, that was the shift. So I was expecting him to be really dark and mm-hmm. lean into things that people might not want John to lean into, mm-hmm. um, which I get a lot more from his book counterpart. Right. And it, it, it kind of came across like it was just that whole thing with John being betrayed by his own people mm-hmm. um, and left in the snow, it felt a little bit like it was just a plot twist to get him out of the Night's Watch yeah. so he could go on to do other things. Yeah. It was sort of like, did this that could have, whole process yeah, could have been a bit something? more special type thing, where, but instead it was just like, okay, this is just a point to, to move yeah, the story like, on. Yeah, I'm off. Bye, guys. And yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was thinking, so in- are we going to get like a darker John because... There's mm. got to be a price to be paid for bringing someone back. It's not like yeah. it came off in the show like you know you can just bring someone back and it's fine, and it's that in, doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, in the it, books. It, it's really interesting that you said that as well because other shows like sorry to go off on different topics, but do oh, no, do no. do that same thing. Like if you look at um, mine and Sonia's favorite Buffy the Vampire Slayer, every time Buffy dies or is killed and she's brought back, she is different she has changed a little bit she's not quite mm-hmm. the person she was so that would have mm-hmm. been quite an interesting because when john comes back in the show he is just john snow just with a few extra scars yeah, yeah. With a bit of, yeah. he's obviously yeah. annoyed yeah. that he's been betrayed yeah. mm-hmm. but it's stuff <laughs> yeah he's like oh, thanks guys but it's <laughs> not it as pissed off as i would be <laughs> yeah to be fair i would be slashing at people as i was leaving exactly like, <laughs> in, the for book, nothing. in the book you're welcome does he die the same way in the book, or is it yeah, completely different? Yeah, he yeah he's he, he basically is ambushed essentially. Right. Um, doesn't see it coming, and he's not yet been brought back. So one of the theories among like the book fans is that he will be brought back, most likely by Melisandre, but it's not going to be a clean cut thing. There's going to be something's going to have to be sacrificed, somebody mm. or something, right, in order to. Because it's kind of that only death can pay for life thing. You can't yeah. just mm. bring people back willy-nilly. And you mm. see it a little bit with um, Beric Dondarrion when you see how he's been brought back. And it's 
he's not the same there there's a price to pay for everything yeah. There's, yeah. there's no cutting like corners that. in this world if you know mm. what i mean i do no. like that with them um, lady stoneheart when she was brought back did she, like when catlin was brought back did mm-hmm. um did i know obviously she loses a massive part of herself because this whole revenge just mm. lust just yeah. takes over her She's so that makes like complete antithesis. sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah she goes from being you know a I mean, people criticise Catelyn for different reasons, but she goes from being a loving mother mm-hmm. to now somebody who is dead set on revenge. Doesn't matter what mm-hmm. the consequences are. She's just tunnel vision. She wants to get revenge on the Boltons, the Freys, the Lannisters. Mm-hmm. And she's almost, to me, unrecognisable because mm-hmm. of what she's been through mm-hmm. and what was done to her body and the, the disrespect and everything yeah. and yeah. all that. Um, and now she's, you know, She's on one now. She's after everybody. She's on one. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask about that though as well because like, like with the books, like as you said, Lady Stoneheart was brought back, but they've, they've left her out of the actual TV show, uh-huh. especially with the like if you think about the show, because I, I I could be wrong here, and but I might have read I've read somewhere that the brought didn't bring it back because it said it would be too out there or or the, the fans might not accept it. I heard something similar. Yeah. Um, very similar to what you've just said um that they didn't do the stoneheart angle because they thought it would detract from what was going to happen to john right in the next season right but then they didn't really do it with yeah. john mm. so it they could have it thrown stoneheart in i thought kind of, they might yeah i generally I think like, they didn't i think they didn't do it because they they don't have the balls to do it and they don't have mm-hmm. the tenacity right. to because I, they're, they're terrified if they don't have George R. R. Martin on their side to give them what they need, mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing. And that is completely yeah. evident but, from the end of the they're like going from the end of the series. Once the mm-hmm. source material is starting to dry out a bit, mm-hmm. they're yeah. too scared to do that. Things, that's personally what I, I thought. I mean, I will say there are some good moments the show created. I'm not I'm not a hater. There are some brilliant moments that did not happen in the books. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you weigh them up, I think people would say, for the few moments that the show created that weren't in the books that were from their own minds, there were so few of them. And then mm. there were so many things that could have gone differently had mm. they been a bit more loyal to the text. Yeah. But then again, it's an, ad- it's an adaptation. adaptation yeah. So, so yeah. Like, say, it's hard. I think how many adaptations have made from Stephen King's where they've, yeah, like Stephen King's books have improved the endings then. Cause like, say, the, the the That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you could have done it better. You yeah. never Stephen know. King hates The Shining. He yep. hates The Shining because mm-hmm. it's oh, nothing really? like the book. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he hated Kubrick's um, version of The Shining. Oh, the wow. only one he's genuinely, genuinely hand on heart loved was Pet Cemetery. Stand like, by me. Uh, Stand by me is <laughs> one, another one. Yeah. But Pet Cemetery was the, mm-hmm. his, he wanted to put more money into. The, the promotion for it like he loved it so much mm-hmm. but there is something i did want to ask you kelly about mm-hmm. um the night king now yeah. for me and my husband we were we love this character this mysterious being that had such a a purpose that we were like who is he where did he come mm-hmm. from why the fuck was it not answered <laughs> well um it kind of was, but not in a good way. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> the Night King does not exist in the books. Mm-hmm. So right. he's just, the, as the, the leader of the others, the White Walkers, he's just a sure creation. And they don't have like a centralised person. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the figurehead. Um, I honestly think 
the the root of the problems on the show regardless of of people's taste um, and and preference it comes back to stripping the magic out of Mm -hmm. the story whenever you have a problem I always find you can track it back to well if they'd just gone down the route of the books where the magic is strong Mm -hmm. yeah it would have come across better um because the thing with the Night King is it just sort of he was gone it was like he was gone is that's that all it. it took? Yeah. yeah. Was that it? Just a and bit of a stabby cool. stab stab. <laughs> like I was like, I love the moment. I was like, yes, get him. But it was just, mm-hmm. it, I don't know how tied into the story that character was because it seemed like they were just floating around. No one knew yeah. where they were from. No one knew what they were about. You knew they were bad. It's not good, but we don't quite know. And it is similar in the books. We don't really know what they want. We just know it's yeah. bad. Yeah. I think the best with, part. Oh. Sorry. I think I could say what, what, what I was going to say. But everyone's <laughs> everyone's, everyone's jumping <laughs> um, I think with like the characters and like going back a little bit to the Lady Stoneheart one, so the one thing I wanted to touch on as well is with the show when the like because the show at the start and throughout did have balls and what it did. Like the first episode shows uh, Jamie and Cersei banging up and, and then paralyzing a young well, kid. The start. So. Again, yeah. going from that. Incest and, then, and killing kids. Yep. And then, like say, the fantasy realm, like if we've had witches, we've had dragons, we've had tree people, we've got night walkers, we've got zombies. For them to, like, as I said, my impression, like, I, I, Kelly's makes more sense now saying that they didn't want to detract from John. Uh, but, like I said, the impression I got is, like, people thought, oh, it would be too out there or too fan- too much fantasy. I was like, yeah, we're there. I think they underestimated the viewers a lot because... Yeah. I think a lot of people, yes, a lot of people around the world love this show, but mm. it's very popular with people who also love fantasy. So mm. if yeah. you had leaned into that angle, people would have been very receptive, I think. Probably's got, um, probably's yeah. got another think... season out of it as well. Oh, <laughs> easily. Well, Massively. they were going to, apparently, George R. R. Martin wanted to do 10 full seasons. So they were, and it was they the were networks. Offered. Yeah, so were... this is this is where my rant went on over mm. the whole yeah. my favorite TV show. They were offered three extra seasons with the X amount of money. Didn't matter. Cost wasn't an issue. You can have three. You could, to be honest, HBO said whatever you need to finish it, you can it's like have. A blank check, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you just have. They got offered Star Wars. The pair of them got offered Star Wars. And they went, yeah, fuck this. Let's just <laughs> crack on with Game of Thrones. Get that finished with. One season done and dusted. We can move on to Star Wars. Star Wars then saw the last season and how they reacted with... The, it was the whole Comic-Con incident where they didn't show up right. and they let their cast take the brunt. And they, I think Disney just went, fuck wasn't that. It, wasn't it the take comments that, that got sacked because of the comments they made saying that they, that they weren't writing for the characters anymore? They just let the cast do it. And, fuck knows. Yeah. It was a combination of things that Disney just went, take that away from you. So then Netflix <laughs> and came in and went, get. yep. And then Netflix came in and went, well, we'll give you this just to sweeten the deal, but go and do Game of Thrones and not going, yeah. And I think the Netflix deal and the Disney deal happened around the same time. Mm-hmm. And they both just detracted away and said, no, you're not having it. Have you ever actually looked at their writing credentials before? Mm. The yeah. fucking abysmal. Yeah. 
Oh my god, it bad? it's really bad. <laughs> they write more credentials. <laughs> yes, massively. Yes, hundred percent. You do. Um, I think one wrote for like a B movie, and one participated with a TV series that didn't quite take off. That is literally their writing. So how the fuck did they get Game of Thrones? Because let's be honest, because like say because because they were really clever. That I know, but we're really was. clever. I've pitched so many ideas on this podcast that would make us millions, yeah. and no fuckers. But we we haven't got the balls to go. Excuse me, Mr. Martin, uh, would you mind coming to dinner with us? My and Nick, that's what they did. They just, my they Nick Cage monster movie th- universe would be billion dollar franchise. Nick Cage, every single monster movie, have him as the Wolfman, has him as Frankenstein, <laughs> have him as fucking the black uh, as a creature from the Black Lagoon. Have Nick that Cage every single one of these characters after he was Dracula. I want that, but yeah, that that's yeah, that's no, my pitch. They they were just really <laughs> clever and they they rang George R. R. Martin, invited him to dinner, and the the only reason they got it for is because of the he says so who was Jon Snow's mother, and they quickly came up with an answer that apparently George liked. They never confirmed what it was, but that's the reason they got it. And obviously George wanted to. It was they were. HBO was interested. How mm. could you not like say no? But yeah, it was it was pot luck that they got it. The fucking abysmal the tap pair of them. So, Anyways, the bummer <laughs> twins. Yeah. So yeah, so just... going back to Sonya as well. So I know you've read the yeah. books as well. What was I your just the first one? Oh, just the first one. Sorry. But I, I'm so so what I've done, um, because I am very sad, is I have watched a lot of videos similar to what Kelly does, where I have spent hours watching video essays about people who've read the book so yeah i know a lot about um, vicariously yes yeah Yeah. i know a lot about fan theory i know a lot about i i actually read myself the undying the the visions that danny has i love that chapter i read that chapter um and i wanted to read that chapter because i wanted to know more Mm. so i'm someone who hasn't read the books but has researched a lot of what happens in the book so i know Mm. about lady stoneheart and Etc. Um, but what I, what I wanted to say, I wanted to go back to something Kelly said, right? Because it's it's just popped. I've spent the day watching clips from the show, um, just to try and like refresh my memory. And there was a few Night King clips in there, and I I, I said to Coxie, like we we still like know so little about him mm-hmm. and what he wants and stuff. And in my head, I was thinking, is that bad writing? And I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like, and this is me getting like, a little bit more like political, maybe a little bit more <laughs> metaphorical, but like. Isn't that you? Never. <laughs> Isn't that like similar to like so many actual wars though? Like we don't know what they want. We don't know why they do what they do, and they they're never going to tell us. They're just yeah. going to kill and push forwards. Like in a way, it's actually quite it's it's quite a, like a hot topic. Like, do we ever actually need to know why he's doing what he's doing? We may never know. We may never need to know. That's not his. He has nothing to gain. Yeah, the narrative's already wrote by the winners, so that's the thing as well. So whoever wins gets to tell. Oh, sorry, Paul. Go on. No, that, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I keep trying to say something. No, it's fine. It's it. I know it's like I say it's a topic where everyone's like so excited, but um. <laughs> When it comes, as I, I said, Sonia's hit the nail on the head. When it comes to wars and stuff like that, you don't really get the the full picture. Or you get the, like the little nuggets that they want us to hear. The propaganda mm. comes out, and like as you said, if again not to probably get us shut down or anything. Like, but if we were in <laughs> Russia, uh, we would be getting told one thing, and if you're in Ukraine, you're getting the other thing. Uh-huh. So it's it's a difficult situation, and especially like that's probably what what's what happened in Westeros with the North and stuff. The North was being, being fed uh, 
the truth and then the, the dirty southern bastards. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we can say that. We're northerners. This isn't near you. It was basically um, filming like, the, the capes in, like, as you said, when we got towards the end where it's like in this, like, come in, come in, you're safe. And Daenerys goes full batshit crazy and says, no, I want to watch them all burn. It's just like, it's again. Yeah. Would I'm she tell it? Would she <laughs> tell the full narrative after the event that's been over? But so, uh, who really did win, though? That's the thing. Who that, really did victory, win? Yeah, like history is written by the victors, right? So mm. yeah, and like that's it's true. it's so common to see as well. Like this, I think this is season eight, right? Is it season mm. eight or seven where um where Bran has the conversation with Sam about Jon Snow and like says, you know, like. I think, I think it might seven? be seven, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has like he, he goes back and he sees that they they were actually wed and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that even if you were to tell people John's the rightful heir, they're gonna be like, yeah, no, he's not. And that's it. Yeah, like you just you just saying it because you, yeah, that's what like, you want in the time. I could I could be like, yo, I'm the rightful mm-hmm. heir, and they're gonna be like, oh. no, you're not. Mm-hmm. No, Sonia, <laughs> this is the thing. Is like, knowledge is power, or power is power because yeah this is the thing like you can say anything but if people are not backing you if you don't have momentum mm-hmm. what there good were, is it? it there was no you know, dna I... tests in westeros or everyone could have been fucking <laughs> everyone <laughs> if there was <laughs> if there was i do agree with i do agree with what you're saying sonia about the night king but i think for me the the special part of it and obviously having me group the special part about game of thrones was fan theory yeah, so when it came yeah, to the night i mean it's it, it i think that was like kind of where my intrigue got more and more was because of the whole john snow's parentage and how mm-hmm. much that was talked about it's a real but, rabbit hole isn't it like you can get really really it deep with this so fascinating mm-hmm. oh massively um but the night king was another fan theory talk about who is he Mm-hmm. Yeah, Where did he come from. I thought he is was he, Bran. Is he, uh, is he Bran the Builder? I thought he was is Bran. Bran. Is he Bran? That's well, the thing. Like, fucking Bran. <laughs> I genuinely have, don't have a lot of issues with Bran. I just think towards the end it was piss poor writing. Mm-hmm. However, um, I it was that was the intrigue about the Night King, and then House of the Dragon came out, and the knife. The Azora High knife, the the prophecy knife that has been there since ep- series one, is brought up and mentioned so many fucking times. And then Arya has it in her hand, and she is the one who kills. That's where my brain started to mal like just malfunction just ever yeah. so slightly. So thanks, House of the Dragon. Um, yeah. for that. Also, so, yeah. House of the Dragon season two trailer has God. just been released yesterday. If anyone watched it through yours. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sam's going full stalker now, so it's fine. She's on TikTok. It's not like she's not like. No, the way you said it was like, I watched it through your window. I was like, I know where you live, Kelly. um... Um, But yeah, so that's kind of like made my mind kind of blow up. Like, what you've. You've created, if he's not in the book, then well done. You created such a character, such a character of intrigue. And then you did absolutely jack shit with it. And it was so frustrating. I think that with the show, though, because it was a show that gave us so much that you can forgive certain disappointments as well. And I'm probably being a little bit too kind at certain elements there. But um, if you think about like back through for the seasons, I know, as Kelly said, season eight 
is a difficult one to stomach. But if you go back, it gives you so much. Like there's so many intrigue. There's so much, like shock factor as well. I know, like, like we'll talk about it now. This is probably one of the most famous episodes or the famous things that to ever happen on Game of Thrones, like the Red Wedding. Like how that was done, how the lead up to that episode as well made you fall in love with these characters and you thought these characters are going to do good these characters are going to do something really interesting and for it just to end so abruptly and so sh- like like to, to a matter of a point so sharply um ah, <laughs> was a lot uh, of stabs <laughs> yes it, it like not many tv shows had the balls and like would yeah. be able to do that and they pulled that off they pulled it off perfectly Perfect. like because yes. i think we're, we're we're conditioned to hope for the best and mm-hmm. we grew up on stories of fairy tales yeah. and so we're always hoping that the right people have a happy life they get mm-hmm. the they win mm-hmm. and then for it to just be like no mm-hmm. that's not what's happening and it's like real life slaps you in the face and you're like oh mm-hmm. okay they're not getting there happily ever after mm-hmm. no like at all Nope. And there is consequences it's... to your actions, Rob Stark. Oh, yes, there are. <laughs> Very much so. I, th- I love that about it. I think that's what hooked me the most. Because like when I first read the first book and watched the first season, it genuinely feels like the show is telling you, these are the Starks. They're your main characters. Yeah. You're going to be following them till the end. Yeah. And then it's like, they bang, they're dead. Almost. And then like all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they're like, they're all dropping. And you're like, holy shit, yeah. like this family is torn apart. And it's no longer about them. It's about this system that they're part of. This yeah. this world theory, really. Mm. And it's it's all of the chaos. And it's the, the there's a conversation the Hound has with Arya when she's talking about how she wants to kill Meryn Trant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Who I said doesn't? his name right. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. Um, <laughs> and she's talking about um, is it Sirio or Silvio? The the the, the Pharrell. Pharrell. Yeah. Mm. She's talking about he's the the best sword fighter that ever lived, and the Hound's like, yeah. He, where is he now? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, he's dead, killed by Merrin Trant. And he's like, Merrin Trant, fucking like four kids could kill Merrin Trant. Like, yeah. how was he <laughs> the best was... husband ever? Mm-hmm. And that then, was and another he... fan theory as well. Was... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack and Hagar. Yeah. 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 I love that theory. Um, but no, but <laughs> like the, ha- the hound finishes too. it with, mm-hmm. um, he says Merrin Trant won because he had a big sword and thick armor. And it's like, that's such a good point to make for the entire show it's not about yeah. how good you are or how pure or how wholesome your choices are <laughs> the man with the bigger sword and the stronger armor yeah. is gonna win that's mm-hmm. life it's yeah. shit yeah. but that's <laughs> life you've got to totally be pragmatic but i think agree. back in the day as well because i know now we are spoilt when it comes to like say tv shows like but with all the streaming services and how they get released like Stranger Things gets released like six episodes and you've got to wait a few months and people lose their mind oh. uh, are we so, ever going to see Stranger <laughs> Things, things ever again Kenya, possibly <laughs> please um, <laughs> we need we need to find out Will is the big bad but yeah um, <laughs> that's a but, good theory too but yeah. um, Game of Thrones was the one that taught us patience again because we got week yeah, in week out and you had to wait there was no um, like say season long some people actually waited to the full season or half a season out then binged them they were called maniacs but still um yeah they were, couldn't like... be me i couldn't wait that <laughs> no, long no. <laughs> me neither but it's so interesting now if game of thrones come out 
now like it did was it 2000 2001 was it 11 2011 2011, 2011. Yeah, 11 because yeah. i got the blu-ray of 2012 and it just come out then yeah. so yeah 2011 so if it came out now people i, I say i'm not saying that they wouldn't be invested but there probably would be a, a little bit more frustration because they would want like that streaming service because now like i say with the dvd uh, with the shows that come out on like Disney Plus, they do the week for week and the complaints and people actually drop off it now because it's the week by week uh, viewing. Mm -hmm. But I can still remember, like as you, as we said at the start, Sunday nights. It used to be it was the one I was think was one of the only shows at the time that was streamed simultaneously in America than it was in yeah. the UK. Yeah, just yeah. I think that was the only one I'd ever watched up at that point. Like at the same time, mm -hmm. not having to wait months for it to be broadcast in the UK. Yeah. That was that was such a rarity back then. Like mm -hmm. back then, it got it seems. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> we're sure our age. And I, I can still remember as well. This had the best title ever because um, when we used to do our research for like at the start, like when we done top five TV shows, mm. I knew Game of Thrones was going to pick it up. This was the most pirated TV show that's ever been made. No way. Yep. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, Probably, I can believe it. Yep. Can you not remember season five getting leaked? Mm -hmm. the yes. First, the yes, first I three do. episodes getting leaked. I watched leaked. them on holiday and I was Me like, it's too. not even out yet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All yeah, three of them got leaked. Them. Mm -hmm. And then you had to wait three weeks yeah. for the next one to I come out. I didn't know what it to do. Torture. I was like, should I wait? Should I... No, I'm going to watch them. Yeah, yeah. yeah we were the it happened recently with with House of the Dragon season one. The final episode was leaked. I think it was like, it was supposed to air on the Sunday night. I think mm. it was like the Friday. And I just started my TikTok account that week. And so I was like, do I watch it? I'm watching it. <laughs> and it was funny how like, fair enough, maybe a while back you, you, you would get leaks, but I was really surprised it happened last year. Like you'd mm. think they would lock it yeah. down mm -hmm. and people yeah. were like, Who's at HBO just pressing buttons? <laughs> because we've got this episode. We're going to watch it. Oh, so it's funny that that still happens. Yeah, someone yeah. got sacked at HBO that day. Someone got, <laughs> someone got fired, yes. <laughs> but I know what you mean by the whole, like, having to wait. I actually kind of like that mm -hmm. and yeah. we had to learn a lot of patience when it came to Game of Thrones because we were waiting at one point two years. Mm -hmm. Two years before yeah. one season, before a season came out, I actually I... thought season seven was the last one, and I'm like, how on earth are they going to roll all of this in one season? <laughs> yeah, do you know what though? I I feel like that's where all the theories started to come into it mm -hmm. because you would have a week to talk about it and think about it and research what, yeah. and then that would be when I'd be like, okay, so what happens? It, obviously, when the books were still running mm. alongside the show I'll be like okay so what happened in this book what Sorry, happens I'm, I'm not being rude I'm just ordering a takeaway so carry on priorities now now everyone's in the chat's going to be going what are you ordering what, 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 they're going to be interested in what you're having Kelly. <laughs> I just look I was like I need to order this before they close and I'm trying to find the thing oh I my god get. no order away no, <laughs> carry on carry on no, I'm but yeah, Sonia, you're spot on because um, that was the most fun thing about One Division when One Division was out. Because each week, like after an episode, you would talk with your friends, like me and Sammy, were going, "Oh, uh, Reed Rich is going to be bringing in. He's going to be the yeah. scientist that they're talking to. That's going to be a perfect way to bring the Fantastic Four in. Oh, uh, Mephisto is going to be the big bad. That, yeah. like I said, that 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 was the amount of times I got sh shit online for saying Mephisto is going to be the the big bad in One Division. But yeah, I think in the end you just started texting me because you got sick of everyone having a go, and I was like, I'm still holding out for Reed. Yeah. <laughs> 
that but yeah that's that's what i miss about like say the like tv shows now you don't really have these conversations or no. water cooler moments like say if we were in america that's, that's the phrase water cooler tv that yeah. was when we were mentioning it a few minutes ago when you were saying about how it was a it was a moment in time mm-hmm. and you would all congregate and i feel like game of thrones was one of the best shows that did that where yeah. mm-hmm. the next day it was like did you see? Of course. Yeah. 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 You had to see because everyone was talking about it. And it was Absolutely. like, that's how we, we would watch the shows. Like I would stay up the night before the Sunday night, I would watch it, be mm-hmm. tired all day Monday. And then for the nine Worth o'clock it. viewing, everyone would come around and we'd all watch it. And it would be a community thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love that, that we had this, everyone was just sat there in silence. And then afterwards, yeah. everyone still sat in silence. Like, because you've got to like take in what's what you've just experienced and then yeah but oh i I I love them conversations Mm. i love them conversations afterwards Mm -hmm. though like i got my parents into it like my dad bless his heart he hasn't a fucking clue what is going on (laughs) but he is just so he loves it he's there for the tits and ass don't lie i'd be surprised um but the other day he was like i got a bit excited the other night your mum put on the first oh. episode of Game of Thrones <laughs> behave because uh, I, I, um, I thought your mum put the first episode of Game of Thrones on and I thought we were going to watch it from the beginning she just got the wrong channel I was like oh bless you but Aww. I got my parents interested on the last season we had them moments so I think the no I don't think I know the first episode I had a viewing party at my house where my family who watch it and my friends came over, we had food on that was all themed. Mm-hmm. So we had this like kind of royal oh, thing at the back. What did we have? We had the rest of Theon, which was sausage rolls. <laughs> um, oh dear. You know, Muffin Jon Snow, which was my mum's personal favourite. <laughs> um, Hordoritos. <laughs> um, Sansa Salsa. There was all sorts. I have pictures on the Nerdy Up North um group of that. that night my auntie made a red wedding velvet cake <laughs> which amazing. was it, it was red velvet out. it was fucking phenomenal as well red velvet cake with a white icing that had like blood dripping down it and she even put her own personal dragon and direwolf little stuffed teddies that she has oh. sat was, on top of was it. this up for the season finale was it Nope, it was for the first episode of season eight. All right. Um, You're making it a celebration and you've got a memory that you'll treasure because it was a fun thing. I love that. We had all the candles in the living room on and we all just sat in my house watching it. The last episode, because of like how how that season was going out, my dad was like, shall we do it again? I was like, Fuck no! I'm just coming down to your house, like no, just come and watch. <laughs> to be fair though, it's a good job you didn't do it for the episode where like they have the war in the dark that you can't see a fucking thing. So. Oh god, yeah, I was like all episode, like what's happening? Turn the brightness up. Yeah. <laughs> they did that with House of the Dragon, and I'm like, I'm literally like, hello, can't see a thing, and I'm like, come on, people, you've got an endless budget. Yes, get some floodlights in here. Oh. Get, yeah, turn the lights up. I know people didn't. Um, Sam, who I did a few episodes with for Game of Thrones, um, he generally liked that about it. Oh, really? really? Like, well, I couldn't fucking see. Like, yeah, I'm not I blind, like, but... You know when people do the things where they edit it and you, they give you the daylight version? I was seeing mm-hmm. clips on Twitter of, like, this is what it would have looked like. And I'm like, oh, I can see. That <laughs> That's <helped."> amazing. 
would have been more interesting to know what's going on just hearing random noises and people grunting and and that's what was, it was so disappointing because that's what get, like some of my most favorite episodes are battle episodes and um, yeah, the long night is the night's watch that is just when Ingrid gets killed, my god, that episode is just meant. Battle of the Bastards, I still think, is one of the most yeah. epic bit of television. Mm-hmm. Visually, oh, it was, it's right up there. So claustrophobic. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you were sat there, you were like, I yeah, can't Yeah, you breathe. were in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. You were very annoyed that Rickon couldn't zigzag. <laughs> that, was, like, all about. that was a fucking choice. Like, he deserved fucking it. Line. <laughs> he fucking deserved it, Sonia, in the end. Like, you've, like if you can't is. zigzag, Christ. Mm-hmm. So Rickon Stark, the dumbest Stark. <laughs> I know, like we say, we're joking and like saying, but like we do, like generally like this show and, and love this show as well. But which characters as well? I know this is going to be the hardest question to ask, so I'm expecting lists. Uh, which of uh, the characters that you loved and thought stood like stood out the most in the show? Hmm. Are we talking kind of how well they were portrayed or just, how well just, they just personally like, like what they did? Just your personal like feeling mm. towards them. A bit of both, got, really. Oh, sorry, you go first, sorry. No, go on. No, I was just saying a bit of both. Yeah, it's definitely a bit of both. Um, For me, like, just straight to my mind, the first three that come to mind are Daenerys, mm-hmm. uh, Cersei, and Arya Stark, mm-hmm. for different reasons. And I feel like those characters, they weren't always identical to the, the book version, but the way that the actors portrayed them Mm-hmm. on the show was just like spectacular but for very different reasons like they've all got their own journeys that they stand out and I also give a shout out to Michelle Fairley who played Catelyn Stark she gets so much hate in the fandom and I think she did such a good job with that character a character that I enjoy in the books but I love and I will go like I will ride hard for Catelyn Stark mm-hmm. because people jump on her but i think she was she was so fantastic in the show mm-hmm. made mistakes but everyone oh, yeah. does yeah. that's that's one of the things and it's like people criticize Catelyn stark in particular for letting jamie go and mm-hmm. yeah it was an error mm-hmm. however people always look at these characters particularly the female characters in a vacuum yeah. like they shouldn't have done this well yeah but they wouldn't have had to do any of that if somebody else hadn't done something first. And I yeah. feel like that's a yes. theme we see a lot, particularly with Daenerys. I've seen people say, well, you know, she burned people. And I'm like, yeah, but they were slavers. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's well, all about it. I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things. You made a really interesting <laughs> yes, in point, scheme. though, there as well, because if you look throughout the show, which normally a show like this would be dominated by male figures and stuff, the women in mm-hmm. the show make all the hard choices. Mm-hmm. I think they have the weight on their shoulders mm-hmm. for a lot of things because people criticize Catelyn. Probably the Catelyn and Sansa are the two I see criticized the most mm-hmm. for their actions in the show. Um, and for for example, with Sansa, yes, oh my god, she's irritating. Like, oh, oh isn't she's she? So annoying. That face. <laughs> she, she's. She, you want to just shake her and say, like, come on, get it together. But at the same time, she's a kid who doesn't yeah. know anybody. She's on her own. She's vulnerable. She's essentially a hostage. Yeah. And she's got to survive somehow. But it's funny how people will only look at one aspect of what a character does and not consider the full picture as to how they found themselves in that situation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I find myself saying that a lot on TikTok where I'm like, 
I know people say this person or that person did this, that, this, that, and the third, but it's all about what are the reasons as to why they found themselves in that situation? It doesn't yeah. all happen randomly. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like people are not just like, oh, yeah. I just felt like doing this today. It's like, well, no, it, it all stems. If you trace it back to episode one, when um, the raven arrives from Lysa Aaron saying, you know, my husband's dead. I think it was the Lannisters starting to stir the pot. Yeah. You can trace it all the way back to that moment where Catelyn believes that there is danger there is a conspiracy mm -hmm. and you know obviously we get the bran jamie cersei situation everything kind of flows from this point but a lot of people will criticize different characters and the way i look at it is yes criticisms are valid but where did this all begin let's mm -hmm. yeah. track this all the way back because yeah. none of these people will be doing any of this yeah if this thing and this hadn't happened, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 think it, I think it's odd to criticise a, a character, uh, well, criticise an actor or a character for their actions that they have no control over because it's written mm -hmm. in the script. I think criticising them for their portrayal or for how they performed in the role, that mm -hmm. that's the valid thing to, to talk about. But yeah, but mm -hmm. like criticising someone because, oh, because Catelyn Stark let, let uh, Jamie Lannister, let's be honest, the actress who played her had no fucking in doing that. Yeah. So it was just like... No, no, no. Don't make that distinction between yeah. actor and character because... It's ridiculous, isn't it? it Look at Jack Leeson, yeah. the poor lad. Yeah. He is probably mm -hmm. TV's yeah. best villain mm -hmm. because I he think played he is, yeah. the villain. Mm -hmm. He was so good. Between him and um, Ramsay Bolton, mm -hmm. the, the villainous in them was perfect, but I totally agree when it comes to Sansa. She has, now as much as I call her Sansa Dumbface, I have a lot of respect for that character in the journey that she went on mm -hmm. from being a young girl who was only ever known Winterfell had the strongest, in her eyes, the strongest dad in the world. It was mm -hmm. Ned yeah. Stark. And so to it's, have it's it... what, how did, how did they see it? That yes. Uh -huh. on the head oh, that uh -huh. she, this is how she's viewing the world and doesn't know any different. Exactly. And then she has it all ripped away from her, her brave and bold dad, her her, what's what was Ned? He was like very her hero, young. really. Yes, uh huh. He was mm -hmm. honor bound. That honor bound man yeah. is now kneeling mm. down and having his head taken from his shoulders in front of her eyes. Mm. This is not her world. This is not her existence. And to yeah. then being hurled into a life where I love the interactions between her and Cersei. When because Cersei, mm -hmm. if she. She probably is not in the right frame of mind, but if she actually listened to Cersei, she was very much telling her, this is the woman you need to be in order to survive this. Mm -hmm. Cersei was basically guiding her and for whatever reason, and probably out of fear, like she was terrified of Cersei. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck wouldn't be? Uh -huh. Look what she did in the end. Mm -hmm. um, but the journey is, is so it's just unreal. Mm -hmm. Put yourself in her shoes. From yeah. day one to the moment she sits as mm -hmm. Queen of the yeah. North. And that's mm -hmm. the thing, putting yourself in that character's shoes. You haven't got to agree. You haven't got to mm -hmm. co-sign. You might have done things differently yourself. But it's like, okay, this is what we're working with. And I yeah. say this to people all the time. Yes, I would have want this person to do something differently. But in the time frame, with the knowledge they had in the moment, yeah. they're mm -hmm. all making the best choices they can. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, absolutely. That's where I get a bit annoyed with fandoms as well. Like, again, I, I know, like, we try and keep the toxicity and stuff like all that completely out of what we do. But when fandoms do get like 
it's almost like they've they feel like they owed something or that 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 it belongs to them that they can't yes that thing it was a similar thing when um we reviewed the sandman the neil gaiman's uh, netflix show and people like i lost me shit on that episode just because yeah. of um how people like were reacting to the casting of the show saying this person's not the right casting oh, really? this person shouldn't oh, yeah. be cast in this role neil fucking gaiman wrote the sandman comics he wrote the the show he was involved with the casting if anyone's going right. to know about the casting for a show or, yeah. or of, of his work... Or know his characters. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's the same thing here. It's, it's people feel a sense of entitlement that... The yes, that's the word I was trying to find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. it's like I, I did it. I put a thing up on TikTok the other week and it was just like a little cap cut thing, just a little jokey thing. And it was something like, you know, about... We're never going to get the rest of the books. Like, let's yes. just give up all. <laughs> and it was just like a little joke about it. And people were like, but he started it and he put it out there and I enjoyed it. So I am entitled to the rest. Like, don't start it if you won't finish it. And I'm like, that's not how life works. No, he doesn't no, know you're entitled, you're in, You are anything. entitled to yeah. what he gives you. That's the thing. Yeah. I follow another creator on here, which I know you do as well, JJ. And love JJ. She yes. is so cool. She's amazing. Um, she put on there the, oh God, it might have been today or yesterday. Um, a comment made about the fact that the last book hasn't been made and she just went on that she her rants are amazing they're legendary you, you know when she's sitting in her car mm-hmm. something <laughs> yes, magical yes, is about to happen her, yes yep uh-huh yes. and I she said jj she's fantastic and i remember when she followed me back and i was just like fangirling i, I was like oh my, god, oh my god oh my god oh my god she's so fantastic <laughs> and and she makes uh, these really great arguments as you say yeah. about we're not entitled to anything like let's be happy with what we've got and yes you could make the argument that with a show um coming to the end the way it did and how it was quite divisive maybe it's a good thing to Mm. not have the books have a definitive ending because everyone in a way can have their own ending yeah look at the conversations you're having Mm -hmm. look at the Mm -hmm. interactions you are having online with people over something Mm -hmm. that has technically not even finished yet exactly yeah like we do not know there, there are a few clues, breadcrumbs, but we don't know for certain. I hope he pulls a. Way... I, I hope he pulls a full three sixty and just goes, "Okay, this show ended this way. I'm doing nothing like that now. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do it my way." He might be pushed in another direction. He has. He has said that though, hasn't he? I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I, um, I've heard, heard an interview with him where he was yeah, saying, "Like, because like, yeah. he was like, if you wrote, um, if you were writing a story and you said, okay, it was the butler in the pantry with the candlestick.'" And then, the fan, yeah, he's like, yeah, so you yeah. said that, right? And then the fans are like, what? No, that's shit. And you're like, oh, okay, it wasn't the butler. <laughs> yeah. This guy, and he, he used I, the knife. And then he was like, but then you're rewriting it because of the fans' reactions, not because yeah. of what you want to do. He's like, so what do I do? There is a rumour kind of that's been going around the fandom is that he potentially has boxed himself in with mm. a particular mm-hmm. storyline. We don't know what, but supposedly he's having trouble because he's killed off a character and now he's struggling to bring it all together right. which is one of the wow. theories as to why the books have taken so long because he's trying to make it all flow right. and all fit but it, it's tricky it doesn't help just, when fire just bring and blood it, comes br- out bring him back then... to life it's fine <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't help when fire and blood comes out and then you've got the history books that come out and people mm-hmm. are like 
where's the other books? Why are you doing yeah. this? I do. I read something, and he brings oh, out another cookbook. Like, yes, <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Um, I'm not being funny. It's cute and all. Like, I am buying that. I want the real books. Exactly. Like, I have a I have the first book here, and look, I don't know if you can see, but it's oh, all wow. got really? tabs on it. <laughs> this is how seriously I take. This is like my. Like, apart from my cat this is my treasured possession <laughs> and literally I'm like I would give anything for the last two books just yeah that's how invested I am so. <laughs> I actually my, my living room has a, a, a shelving dedicated for my Game of Thrones stuff and I've got all the books and I've got the two history books the one of the first men and the Targaryen one that was brought out yes. last year Um. And I've got me little fungos and everything. And I have a space mm-hmm. right at the end. Is it gathering dust? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Fire and Blood got filled with it because I never had any interest in reading Fire and Blood. And I must admit, I am dyslexic. Little writing does affect my eyesight and it takes me a lot longer to read things. And they're, my brain's... they're tough books to read. Like it's, oh, it's not a walk in the park. Like no. you've got to be... You can't You've read them airy fairy. You've got to be mm. focused. It's, I have um, I've, I've got them on audio now, so I'm listening. Yeah, I've, that's what I've been recommending to people. I'm like, give this a go. I've never listened to the books on audio books, but I've heard that the guy who narrates it is really good. He's so good. He has it a voice for everyone. <laughs> it's not consistent, so it changes throughout, which is perfect. Is doing? Is the same narrator doing all the voices? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm only on like the. Like I'm, I've read, I mean, I've read the first book. I've read the second book. The second book, oh my God, this is where I fell in love with Catelyn Stark because I never, like, don't get us wrong, I just didn't really have an opinion on her. Like, I uh-huh. didn't, I didn't love her. I didn't hear that. She was just, mm-hmm. she was there. And then when I read the second book and the decision making behind her letting Jamie go made just total sense to us. Like, mm-hmm. I got it. Uh-huh. Like, in, in her perspective, in her eyes, I totally understand where she was coming from. And that dialogue that she has with them is so much more deeper than what uh-huh. it is in the show. It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. There was one person who I could not fucking read first time round because I have tried the second book a fair few times. One character who I just missed these chapters out completely was Theon Greyjoy. Because I couldn't give two shits what Theon <laughs> had to say or do but when I did the the last time around and I finally concluded it, like I read it um, from start to finish, I included Theon's chapters in it and I totally had a different perspective on Theon as a character because I fucking hate him. I hated him so badly. Oh, poor Alfie. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. I mean fair, in the beginning, he was a shit. Yeah. I, I, but he yeah. goes He's through a journey. Interesting shit. He goes through a journey. Let's, let's yeah, give him easy. He, he does. But he does. How do you feel about him near the end? Like, do you feel, did you ever come back round to, to, yes. to Theon? Oh, absolutely. And that's what made me go back and read his chapters right. because it's the the one scene that like, I cried a lot through this show and um, for, for anger for mm-hmm. for any uh, you know, just just because it was on um, all of the above yeah but the moment where John says to him you don't need my forgiveness you need to forgive yourself and I was like he's never going to be able to forgive himself for as mm-hmm. long as he lives he will never forgive the never. the what he did to Rob. Yeah. Thing. You, make, you make choices and you've got to live with yeah. consequences and exactly, like, it's not yeah. a fairy tale type thing and no, that's what the show exactly on the it. books was good but coming back to favourite characters as well so Sonia oh, yeah. I Sonya, forgot about that yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
sorry. Off on a tangent. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, I'll keep us on track. Don't worry, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm the tangent queen, so it's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll just mute you next time. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, what about you, Sonia? What what characters stand out for you? I'm really sad because mm. my um, favorite characters are less to do with like positive impactful characters and, and there's so many good strong female characters as well but like mm. my favorite characters are the men who think good <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so like one of my favorite characters is is tywin um mm. as you probably tell from our like Fuck backdrop yes. I, I love tywin I, I love the scenes where it's just him just being the smartest person in the room yeah. i love seeing his brain tick i love i love when um he sends Joffrey to bed with no supper. That is um, amazing. And Tyrion and... calls him out on it, and he's like, "If you think he's the most powerful man in Westeros, like, yeah, and it's coming. just like, yeah, exactly, it's clearly Tywin. Like, come on now. Um, so I absolutely love Tywin, but I also really, really love, and this is going to be controversial. I love Stannis. I right. absolutely love right. Stannis. Turn off camera. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, he's just. His face just he's, gets us on he's very, his enemy. He's a, he's a complicated mm. man, and I love the psychology of his character. Sonia, he burnt his daughter. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying. I, I'm not saying I agree with his decision. <laughs> I find him. I find him fascinating. I just want to know where yeah. you stand on burning children. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, he's a funny one against though, policy. <laughs> that is a strange one because he's like that middle child. You know, he's not going to be the the beacon of the family. That's going to be his older brother. He's yeah. got a younger brother who's charming and beloved. And there's Stannis just sort of like in the middle. No one likes <laughs> me. But yeah. the thing he, is he, with Stannis. He does his bit though. Mm-hmm. But he has every right to be doing what he's doing. That's yeah, the most yes, frustrating yeah. part about it all. Uh-huh. Stannis is the rightful king. Take but away... he doesn't play the game. That's no. the thing. No, he, doesn't. he might be right, but he doesn't play the game the way no. he needs to. And yes. he's, he's, too, he's too full of pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. And that's what's so fascinating about him because he's a contradictory person. He's full of pride, but he makes these really, really unproud decisions. Uh-huh. Like, you know, he kills his own brother. He kills his daughter. Um, he, he's, he, he makes horrendous choices, but he's full of uh-huh. this righteous pride that is actually yeah. in the right place. He's so dead yes. set. Like, there's no uncertainty, yeah. which is quite an incredible thing when you think about it. He He's not wavering. Like, he, he's fully, he's like, you know, down the rabbit hole with, this whole belief that he is the one mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's fascinating how much that can propel a person mm-hmm. into doing things that yeah they yeah. might not normally because do because they think they're right yeah or they've got someone in the ear whispering saying this is everything well, if you yeah. actually that's listen it. to what she was saying it doesn't uh-huh. ring true to who he is but yeah. with Stannis he's such a He's, he's an interesting person once you know where his backstory with his parents yeah. and how they died because yeah. that really does cement Stannis as the person he is and yeah. he, you're right he's got he, he's a middle he's got middle child syndrome but he also has Robert Baratheon as his big brother yeah he mm-hmm. is never gonna live up to no. that standard and he just oh he just he really fucking annoys us he really does <laughs> It's just so fucking irritating. I love characters like that, though. I love characters where yeah, like, you disagree with them, but they're, but they're so well written. They're so mm. well created. Yeah. And you, you can think of people in your own life where you're like, oh, I know someone like that who's just so like complicated. Oh, who are we talking about, Sonia? Kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> oh, getting a bit of gossip now. Oh, well, um, I think I know no, we're but... just talking about. <laughs> 
some some of Sonia's friends are going to burn their children. No, we could just so yes, that's um, terrifying. <laughs> but no good. We go to Disneyland and burn them all. But yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> all them kids mourning about standing queues they know nothing of pain but yeah <laughs> but yeah um one of the characters that always does stand out to me just like when i think back to the show um kelly you mentioned Ram- ramsey bolton uh uh-huh. ewan ribbon ribbon i i can't Confident. Yeah, it's it's, it's spelled I W A N, isn't it? Mm. I don't yeah. know how you can say it. The, yeah. the Welsh kid. Oh, Ewan, yeah, it's Ewan, yeah. isn't it? Is it Ewan? Right. Ewan. Because I went from watching Misfits. I loved Misfits. Oh, yeah. And yes, seeing him in there as, I think he played a guy called Simon. 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 Yeah. And it, it was oh, such Simon. a meek, quiet, like, nice guy to playing one of the most vicious <laughs> yeah. and yeah, just. Just the downright horrible people that you that's got no redeeming features as well. And there's not many like bad yeah. guys that they do paint the picture for where you think, yeah, oh, it's bad because of pretty much anybody, but Ramsey, yeah. I'm like, he was rotten as a kid. Like there was mm-hmm. always something off with him. It's it doesn't seem from what we know, mm-hmm. could be, you know, more could be revealed. But he seems to have been born this way and yeah. he's just naturally just born this evil. way inclined it wasn't as a consequence of what someone else had done to him mm-hmm. like he seems to have just it's like nature versus nurture mm-hmm. yeah and he's the i think ramsey is probably the only character i can't mm-hmm. really justify his behavior like i could even justify joffrey i could justify you know euron Greyjoy, mm-hmm. tywin like a whole host of ones who do dodgy shit. Mm-hmm. I can think, well, maybe it's because of this. Maybe it's because of that. Ramsey, he's just a bit of an enigma because he seems to enjoy. And I love that aspect it. to it as well because that stands uh-huh. out. Because like, if you think about like great movie or TV villains out there and stuff like, if, like go classic horror, the horror tropes like Michael Myers. And I know we've discussed this mm-hmm. many times. There's no reasons why he's evil. He's just evil. He does mm-hmm. what he does. Things it is, and yeah. it's and it's the same kind of thing. And it's like. They don't try and over-explain it as well. It uh-huh. just they just go keep it simple. He's just a fucking twat, and he's a horrible, <laughs> and he's got the power to do what he wants. <laughs> and and he's basically he does, and he does it because he enjoys it. And yeah, you can see that you can see him like yeah, yeah he loves it. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. in my head, all I can picture is him with the sausage. Yeah, Coxie, bring Sonia a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the second book, the do obviously <laughs> it's when Theon is taken over Winterfell and Reek mm-hmm. joins him there to mm-hmm. I am like I know in my heart of hearts that Reek is R- Ramsay Bolton because at the beginning of the takeover of Winterfell, Ramsay's dead. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Theon says it, it's been confirmed that the, the bastard of Bolton's dead. Mm-hmm. And then Reek appears. And I'm like, it's fucking Ramsey, isn't it? It's fucking Ramsey Kelly, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's so yeah. creepy. And it's so like, oh, it gives you the willies. It's just like, oh, because it's yeah. such a trap. And Theon doesn't, it, Theon is like the definition of hubris so, in those yeah. early. Mm-hmm. You can see it coming. He gets ahead of himself. He thinks he's ready to make this, this decision to separate himself from the Starks. He takes over Winterfell, trashing all the people who helped to raise him. He sows his own, like sows the seeds of his own future pain, and you can't really be mad about it because he he, he had it coming. Mm-hmm. But I will say about Theon, 
by the end where we are in the books and similar with the show i think the show did quite a good job with theon probably mm-hmm. he's up there like I'm happy with what happened with Theon, yeah. the way it all played out. There's a line that he says in the books where he's thinking about Rob and he's like, I should have been with him. I should have died alongside him. And it's that regret mm-hmm. that just seems to be where Theon winds up. And it's like, but you've got to look back to how you started all of this. Yeah. He had mm-hmm. a choice to make. And yes, it mm-hmm. played out in a very grim way. Mm-hmm. And we don't condone Ramsay, but kind of had a point with Theon because he was just so ungrateful mm-hmm. and it was that that question mm. of is he a Stark is he a Greyjoy that seems to have been at the heart it's of his always issues. his conflict it was always yeah. his conflict is where does he stand and I kind of yeah. when you've got I don't think Ned Stark would have ever put him in a position where he had to choose no that is yeah, the I difference agree. between the Starks and the Greyjoys uh-huh. I don't think he would have made him choose but yeah he's always wanted he just I, I do feel sorry for Theon in a way. He got dragged away from his his um because his father such a young age. Because his father was a yeah, he was a dick. Yep. He was a mm-hmm. he started he a rebellion and couldn't finish it. And his and son then, had to be it's, the it's, prize offered yeah, over. Yeah. It's it's always started over pissing contests with men though. That's the thing. That's why all these And he wanted things... to start the biggest one because yeah. apparently yeah. Robert's rebellion wasn't enough that the Greyjoys had to have well, their own. This mm-hmm. is the Targaryen conquest is a pissing contest. They just happen to have dragons. So that is big dick energy saying oh, I've got a boat with a uh, like a cannon. Oh I've got the biggest army. I've got a fucking dragon. It's like uh, the Avengers, isn't it? Like we have a Hulk, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone said, like, without the dragons, would they have stood a chance? No, no. no. not at all. No. Not a chance not at, at all. all. The high oh, towers would have been outgunned. fucked. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so there we have it. Ramsay is Ramsay's such a brilliant villain. Like Joffrey, uh, Joffrey's brilliant for all different reasons because he has he has every person in the room agreeing with what he is saying. Yeah, Ramsay has nobody. It's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Like, it's so, I think it's... That's what I love most about Ramsay is that we're talking about power equals power, right? And people know mm-hmm. when they've got power. They know when people are listening. Even Tywin looks chuffed when people are listening to what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ramsay doesn't care. He doesn't... Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. Like, yeah. obviously, he wants to be the most powerful man there, but he also doesn't care if anyone's with him or not. Mm-hmm. He'll kill, fuck, fight his way to the top no matter what, and he doesn't give a Beat shit if dogs. anyone's watching. Yeah. It's just him against yeah. the world. He's like a nihilist. Like, he's just on a one-man yeah. yeah. wrecking machine journey. Like, he doesn't care what he has to do. And he, there's nobody that would give him pause, not even his own father. Like, mm-hmm. there's nobody mm-hmm. that he... Because, like, what he, he's, he's a very isolated <laughs> character in that regard. Like, he doesn't have... Even the yes men, he doesn't even have that. No one likes him or respects him. They mm-hmm. all fear him. And it's like, how can you... What's the end goal? Is the end goal just to cause drama and just to terrorise people, but make mm-hmm. sure you're on top? Like, I don't understand what Ramsey's motivation is, apart from just sheer, let's just fuck everything up, because yeah. why not? Let's mm-hmm. fuck this shit up. Um, <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to go back to one of my favorite characters is Jamie Lannister and I can mm-hmm. talk to death about him. He has some of the best dialogue in there. His story in his arc is just fucking immense. But the one character I want to talk about who Kelly brought up earlier is Cersei Lannister. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, do I love this woman so much with all my heart for all the wrong reasons, for all the Why right reasons. Why she's a twat? <laughs> That's why I love her. <laughs> so, is... so if Sam ever gets an ounce of power, 
Everyone just run. <laughs> Fucking watch man. Um, Don't give her a match, whatever you do. Yeah. Exactly. Um, she was always like the, the opposite of Tywin. Watch mm. Tywin would have done. Cersei will go and do the complete opposite. She never quite got it right. She always thought she was a father's daughter and she never fucking got it right until that very moment at the Citadel. Mm. That was the only one time I was like, Tywin possibly might have been proud. <laughs> I think he would have been. Yeah. But it's, it's very but Tywin. But Tywin would have looked at the consequences before the action happened. And I don't think Cersei did. And I don't think she cared. See, this is where I may disagree with you on that with Tywin. Um, I don't think he always considers the consequences because the, I know that the show went the way it did, but with the thing with the Red Wedding that always sticks in my craw is that Tywin was the one who gave his blessing. It would never have happened if it wasn't him signing off on it. Right. Because... Rob Stark was winning in battle. Yeah. Tywin could not face him on the battlefield. They had to think of a more nefarious thing to do. And initially, yeah, the Starks are not all gone, but most of the main ones are gone. The Northern Army is destroyed. You know, it looks good. But and I, I, the thing I come back to is it's almost like you're making a new blood feud because the Red Redding was so egregious. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows that it tracks back to Tywin. Like, he didn't physically do it but he signed off on this and he's actually creating lifetime blood feuds with the people from the riverlands and from the north because because the north never, never forgets the north remembers mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and this is the thing it's like it's like okay in the moment it was a victory for the crown for the lannisters the starks you know it mm-hmm. was horrendous however the long-term thing i think Mm. Mm. given that Tywin was killed off the way that he was, was probably yeah. lucky because you know, he, karma was coming for him because I don't think you can do things like the Red Wedding and get away with it. There's always a price to be paid. And I said a while ago in one of my videos, it was like, even a Lannister has to pay their debts. So Tywin can't do that and That's get away scot-free. Mm-hmm. That's true. So if he hadn't been shot on the shitter, <laughs> he would have literally, you know, the Lord would have got him. That actually so that, is such a. Kind of, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, so it is because it's such a great segue into the next bit I wanted to talk about. Was I just want to make the, I just want to make a joke though that it looks like he's um, not getting shot on the shit. He looks like he's uh, wanking off behind Sonya's head. Oh you know? God! <laughs> <laughs> he's like looking at you. The way he's looking at you, he's, he's like, like he's leaning forward, getting, getting all excited now. It's like there is a crossbow like on the other side. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna shoot, I'm gonna hit her on the back of the head here, but yeah. Briefly. Oh <laughs> I've got about five more minutes because I've just heard my food's been delivered. So I've got like another five oh. minutes and then I'll have to bow out because I feel no, that's cool. Italian here. No, that's fine. I'm just we, hungry. We can always do a, a part two, so don't worry. There's plenty of stuff Absolutely. we can do. Yeah, we can always we'll come back, back to it. I'm more than happy. So before, because I know Sammy had a point, the only thing I was going to ask before we wrap up is, and again, we'll try not to keep it too long-winded. If you were going to end the show your way, how would you have done it? Oh, who wants to go first? I'm going to let Kelly take this one because <laughs> I okay. I don't know. Um, okay, so I'll just run with my theory. Um, I think that Daenerys would stay in Essos for longer. Mm-hmm. She would sack the city of Volantis to free the slaves because they're already shitting themselves about this girl in the Far East. Mm-hmm. I don't think she even comes to Westeros per se, apart from 
wherever the long night takes place, whether it be in Westeros or in another location, wherever that battle is going to happen. Personally, I don't think Daenerys will, like in the books, because it's unfinished, I don't think she will survive the long night. Mm. I think she will sacrifice herself, but her dragons will live on and they'll defeat Mm -hmm. the the others um, and she will be sacrificed, but her dragons will live on because the thing with the long night is it's happened before and you have to have a balance between this Mm. cold, this darkness. You need a balance between fire and ice. And now Mm. that her dragons are in the world, if you have the dragons and you've got the ice right up there in the far north, I don't think they'll ever be gone. Mm-hmm. maybe that can be a nice equilibrium so mm-hmm. you're not constantly being okay the white walkers are coming and then the dragons are there it, you need to kind of balance it up in order for people to for, for civilization to thrive if that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. so i don't think that i don't think daenerys is destined for the iron throne what i would like to see happen honestly is for the iron throne not to be a thing for them to go back to their individual kingdoms because it's just too big a country to govern mm-hmm. in right. that era of you know medieval times I don't know how logistically you can get everyone on the same page because the different regions are so different. Mm -hmm. So I'd like a destruction of the Iron Throne. Mm -hmm. I didn't really mind that happening on the show. I was like, Mm -hmm. get rid of it. It's Mm -hmm. no good for anybody. It causes nothing but problems. Um, But in terms of the individual characters, for me, Daenerys is the titular character. She is the Song of Ice and Fire. She's going to bring it all together. I think what will happen is she will, and this is my headcanon, she will have a role to play in The Long Night and she's going to be going up against the others mm-hmm. and you're going to have Jon Snow on that side. He's not going to be fighting with Daenerys. I think he, I think he will be fighting against her mm-hmm. and I think that mm. one of the things that Daenerys has to come to terms with is how does she deal with that relationship because it's not explicitly stated officially yet but the 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 gist is she is his aunt Mm -hmm. um you know his his um mother and father are liana and rhaegar so from that perspective i think one of the things daenerys is going to have to deal with is how will she feel when she meets john eventually because this is not going to be john john it's going to be yeah the, do you know what I mean? The, the new, yeah, the, the, John, darker John. the, the brought back John. Mm. The brought back John. And I think Inkless that's just gonna terrible. Be, <laughs> that's going to be a conflict where John is going to be leaning into the darker stuff as what in the books is the Night's King, which mm-hmm. is basically kind of what the Night King mm-hmm. is in a sense. It, it, it's kind of where the show is going. He's going to be on that side. And I feel like Daenerys may have to make a decision. Do mm-hmm. I. Do I go up against him? Can I go up against him? He is my family. Mm. And I think, because one of the things in um, the book that she's told is she will know of three betrayals. So we don't know if that's three pe- three betrayals perpetrated on Daenerys or whether she herself is committing the three betrayal. betrayals. Mm. And so what one theory is, would she have to betray John for the greater good? That's one of the theories that I kind of think, mm, if Fuck, he's going yeah. to go darker and darker, uh-huh. she's going to have to put a stop to him because that's where I see it going. But I mean, it makes I, more sense. To, it just makes I sense. fucking love that. You've given me like proper chills. Like, I love <laughs> it. I love the fact that you've kind of like the way the, the whole Jon Snow thing, I never really put it into my head that Jon, that 
he's coming back as somebody else. I'm just looking mm-hmm. at it from the show's perspective, but yes, I was always from... surprised in the show that they, that they didn't do that because it made the more common sense. Because as Kelly said, there's always a price, and it doesn't seem mm-hmm. to appear the price. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, and I love. I, I didn't even put like the two and two together. Now that I, now that you've said that, I kind of want to go and read the third book. Love it. <laughs> I, would, I definitely want to read the books. Well, yeah. you, Sonia, how would you finish like, it? Yes, please do it. <laughs> I kind of, a, I kind of agree with Kelly in terms of the destruction of the throne. I do feel like it's too large of a place yeah. to have mm. one governing body. In yeah. terms of the fight, I, I just don't know it. It always felt really implausible the way it happens in the show, like the way everyone comes together. It just felt like that would never happen. Mm. I'd kind of like. I don't know if this is me being nihilistic. I would like for the Night King to have gotten further. I would have liked for the long night to have progressed further. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I, for, for, for you know a lot of people that we love to have died in in a battle, and the Night King just keeps going, and it's kind of like you can't stop, mm-hmm. you can't stop uh-huh. winter, you can't stop the you weather, can't stop evil. Yeah. yeah, like he's gonna keep coming, and I genuinely don't know how I would wrap that up. Like I feel like no. if the show had ended and the Night King won, I probably would have been like that. That sits well within the show, yeah. like yeah. somehow. Like I think he was just—he was gone like poof. Yeah, yeah. Just gone. Just I did. Bang, smash gone. Class. The only change I would have liked to have seen with that, and I don't get us wrong, I love the scene when Arya comes out of the sky. I think honestly gives us absolute goosebumps. But uh, I just wish it was Daenerys or Jon who did it. Just the Targaryen yeah. connection, the yeah. the dagger itself. I just wish it had. It was one of them too. Yeah. That's my only yeah. wish. And I have no other thought when it comes to the end of it because I am not that fucking clever. It's Sunday <laughs> at nine o'clock and I'm tired. <laughs> the only thing, again, like Sonia said, now she's said it, I, I am quite interested if the Night King had won, but then you could have had a boat sailing off with a few characters that survived yeah. just yeah, going off to start a, like, start a new... New a, one, new one fresh. That's yeah. it. That would have been take over Dawn, like yeah. that. <laughs> well, yes. So one of the things I will just say as well that I, I found really useful, like when I'm like you know flicking through all the books and stuff like that, and sometimes the books can be a bit mush. But mm-hmm. um, and like Sammy, I think you'll have a copy of this. Um, there was, it's kind of like a coffee table book called mm-hmm. The World of Ice and Fire. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it basically it's it's like an encyclopedia. It is. And so if you want to just read about a little snippet of the histories, you can do with like a couple of pages and there's lots of great artwork. The and illustrations the things, in these books are unreal. Oh, they're absolutely amazing. And the same for the other The Rise of the Dragon book, mm-hmm. which is again very similar. And one of the things that I really enjoy is seeing the parallels throughout this entire story because um, you can look at like for example I don't know if you guys are, are tuning into House of the Dragon but it the gist is you know elder sister <laughs> usurped by younger brother um, and that has already happened in the ancient histories so yeah. you mm-hmm. see parallels and I love when that happens because it kind of gives you maybe a hint as to where things might be going mm-hmm. and there's a lot of that sprinkled throughout throughout all the different characters through all the different areas so I would highly recommend reading The World of Ice and Fire because it just it's like one page on this, one page on that, and it really yeah. helps you to kind of look at the world building because I think yes. that's mm-hmm. one of the strong... Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so beautiful Dra- too. The House of Dragon, the time jumping thing, that's something I... I, I Don't I even get me started. Read. Yeah, but yeah. The, <laughs> the point, just before you go though, Kelly, the point you uh-huh. made, and I love the fact that you just said it without actually making a point of it, was it's the younger brother 
and the older sister. And you made a point on TikTok about the posters because they've brought Alison's poster out and Renee has poster yes. out. And you're like, yes. not even got anything to do with her. Yes. And love I mean, the fact that you did that. I think, I mean, if we were, if we want to talk about House of the Dragon, I think we could do a whole we discussion can do on that. that. We can definitely <laughs> do God, that. I think I I'll, I'll, I'll stay off that episode, don't worry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. well, we've got six months till that new season comes out, so you know, yeah. we've got some time. But, yes. um, yeah. but yeah, it's just, I think the thing I love about this is the world building and the mm. layers. It's, it's almost akin to like real history because you could look through the Targaryen family tree. It's very Targaryen-esque. Like type thing yes. for the history. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. And one of the things is just I love when you go down a rabbit hole and you mm-hmm. can just yeah. like House Targaryen in particular. There's just so much detail, and you could find yourself discovering these really obscure characters. And you might think on the face of it, oh, okay, that's just cute, nice bit of history. But sometimes the lessons are mirrored in what we're seeing in Game of Thrones. Like yeah. The thing with Daenerys, and I, I say this, and Sammy, you'll know this, I say it from the rooftop that she is the antithesis of House Targaryen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's where I think the show went wrong. They had her becoming her father, in a sense, burning them all, when really her whole trajectory up till that point is to be different because House Targaryen was formed on the backs of slaves and by mm-hmm. monopolizing dragons. So mm-hmm. they were above, they're, they're you know, they're at the apex and house targaryen survived the doom of valyria yeah they were the only dragon riders so they're they're sitting pretty mm-hmm. you know they don't know how hard life can be because they are they are the blessed ones and they thrive and every generation is kind of the same they're, they're always infighting with each other but when you come to daenerys she's so different from everyone who's come before her and that's the thing that like that's my sort of final parting remark <laughs> why Daenerys is like she's my girl like I go hard for Daenerys I will defend her till the end mm-hmm. because people say you know she was the mad queen and that's fine that that is what we saw on the show yeah we can't go back and change it but the thing that really sticks in people's craw is that's not what she's about she's yeah. about doing the opposite and to to break the wheel that's mm-hmm. very much her her thing um because she could have taken easy options earlier on and she does what she does and it's all tied into prophecy and history Mm. and it's not just a girl making random decisions it's all one thing staying in marine no staying in marine was probably the best thing she did now i know a lot of us sat there and go get off your fucking hands girl you've got dragons just go and do it but she needed to stay in marine in order to Mm -hmm. be able to understand reigning so, and it was, absolutely. Yeah. So, de- so just to finalise everything there, that was a quite a nice poetic point to leave it off. But mm. if you Daenerys. want more, if you want more <laughs> historic information as well, go go find Kelly on TikTok on yes. uh, the Game of Thrones historian. She, like as you said, as as she's told you, she's got lots of snippets, probably shorter videos than this one. So, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I've got like a million and one playlist. So if there's anything that you you like whether it's the tv shows or the books mm. i've probably talked about it maybe at least once and there's mm. some topics that we constantly <laughs> we're constantly revisiting i'm like we're talking about this again because it needs to be said <laughs> um but yeah i'm on tiktok game of thrones historian mm. and i will say there's some amazing amazing quicks i stick to mainly tiktok so you guys will be more familiar with other creators on maybe other platforms but the creators on tiktok are so amazing like as you said, Sammy, JJ is JJ. just like brilliant. Like she's right up there. 
and there's so many amazing people that have made me learn more from mm-hmm. this story and I just I love it and that's why I I do it because someone was saying like, oh do you post like once every now and then I'm like I post every day <laughs> every <laughs> single day and I spend a lot of time invested in this world because I think it's just it's so brilliant what he's created you've and you've I, made it I go in on the show but I I still I'll still rep the show Yes. No, you've made it more interesting. You've made it interesting. You've not, mm. you've kind of like, I don't want to use this word. You you just not dumbed it down, but ex- you explain it in such a way that I can actually understand it because yeah. sometimes explanation videos can kind of get a bit convoluted and I'm having yeah. to rewatch things over and over again. And it's again. really good. You, it's messy, isn't it? It's it like, is. And you don't, on. you don't do that. You don't do that. JJ oh, doesn't you. do that. And um, there's another one, the Lady of Castle Rock fucking lady lannister yeah, lady lannister awesome. that's it yes. i fucking love her yes um, and i will just say a quick shout out to the one person that i feel has really moved me further forward in my understanding through tiktok is my friend chelsea she is hallowed hearty <laughs> honest to god sam stalking bodies no i should <laughs> follow chelsea because when you could when, when the algorithm picks them up you can't yes, help but like you see them honestly so. she's i've learned so much from her because she needs to be a professor like she's the way she speaks is so brilliant and it's so thought out and mm-hmm. it's it's the thing is being in this community is so awesome because i've learned so much more from these other people and now mm-hmm. i'm like well now they have said that let me put that with this and let me come mm-hmm. up with something else and before you know it you're off on a tangent well, well you know kind of we you're learn. now part of the nerdy up north community now so thank you for having me it's been brilliant but yes and also if anyone like wants to catch sonia she uh she's on um can't get she'll the word all month she's, she's here for, she's here <laughs> I mean, for a few week. she's here for a few episodes but she's on twitch um she normally she normally twitches on a friday and saturday night when she's got time um and she plays a lot of scary games and a lot of interesting games as well. So yes, so, so yeah. for, uh, a link will be in the, yeah. A link well, she's will... got Tywin staring at the back of her head. I know. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was talking to her last night and I was like, "Oh yeah, we're doing green screen. You kept that one quiet." <laughs> I was like, "It's perfect." Perfect. But yes, so next week, um, I need to sort it out because I've. I've realised next we Sunday will... is my wife's birthday, so we will we will be here in some form, in some, some shape form, or form. form. Yes, yes, but we're doing the Princess yeah. Bride next week. Thank the... you for reminding me. Ooh. I've got to watch that this week. I've never yeah, seen I'm it watch before. That again. You've yeah. never seen it. Never oh, seen it. Yeah. Why are you shocked? Yeah. Oh you do God. know me. <laughs> so <laughs> I've not seen anything. <laughs> so with Star Trek and. Um, Monsters being lazy bastards, they have taken the Fuck time you. off. We're to, on a break. <laughs> on a break till after the next year. So, but the Nerdy Up North podcast is here. We will never leave you. We will stay. Ramblecast uh, 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 is on a Monday. Yes, Ramblecast well. is tomorrow, where Jake and Adam are talking about Fallout. So that'll be Fuck interesting yeah. as Good well. Timing. So yes. Um. Anything else you just want to plug before we wrap up? Go and watch older episodes of Monsters. The great. <laughs> no <laughs> no just thank you for having me guys you've been so lovely like i mean i knew sonia was like i'll be there you'll be all right. I was like, be fine yeah like, you'll be fine like, just chatting away you'll yeah but you've been so lovely so thank you so much for having me and letting oh, no. me rant on about <laughs> this whole thing no thank you thank you so much for coming on and i hope we can do like a part two or even do house of the dragon because yes, it would be if you ever want to talk about it more just you you know where I'm at. I'll I'll be here. <laughs> I'll find you. Yeah, right. yeah. Just give me a give me a heads up, and I'll absolutely 
100% come back again because you've been so lovely. So and, oh, thank, thank you for you, having Kelly. me. And thank you to the chat as well. I know we've not really communicated too much with no, you. You've been, been talking away to yourselves, but you're all <laughs> de- de- degenerate losers anyway, so it's fine. Um, um, sorry, I just, uh, just need to quickly uh, say fuck my Thatcher. Okay. Oh, God. Twenty-four seven all your life. Has <laughs> Graham been infiltrated you there? No. Right. Um, same bat time, same bat channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye.